0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk cheese.
1: Recorded live. Welcome to the Grid Iron Nation. You know it's Wednesday night. It's 8 Eastern Standard Time. on the Heartthrob Cheese Dealio. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. And we're here representing for the NGSD Sports Radio Network. My man Brian here. He's uh, slowed down right now. He will be here in a minute. But, as usual, we have the man. We call him Southern Comfort, Mr. Twan Staley, Mr. Black Red Sox fan. How you feeling, Tuan?
2: I'm good. How are, you, how are you doing, G?
1: I'm all right. You know, it's a little rough start to 2015 on my end. A little bit of a rough start, you know. Um, but, you know, whatever. It, 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 what, what is that whole thing? What, what doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, or just makes you Yeah, stronger? yeah. It just makes you drink more. One of the other. Doesn't kill you, it just makes you drink more. So I, I, I'm, I'm on the ladder right now. I got a Stella in my hand right now. And let me tell you, it's so cold out here. and I love the cold weather. I I, I I know most people don't. I I can't wait for the cold weather. It's so cold out here that I, I'm leaving my beers outside on on the terrace, and they're and they're ice cold in my hand right now. That's how cold it is over
2: here in New York. I love it. I love it like this. Stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I heard it's really cold up that way. Like I got friends, obviously I got friends in the Boston area and Jersey. Like you heard, it's just like really, really cold up there right now. I Heard they're canceling school in Boston tomorrow because it's it gonna be just so cold. Yeah,
1: those kids. Those kids don't know how to handle anything, man. That's why. Oh no, nah, they, they don't. They baby them. They baby them. <laughs> 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 and just joining us is my man, the co-host, the super producer, Brian the who knows nothing about. Twenty degree weather or five or, or, or five degree weather,
2: right, Brian? I know nothing
1: about that. I don't want to know anything
3: about that, and I will never know anything about. He's that. he's
2: been through snow though. You've seen snow though. It's snowed
3: I before. mean, I've been to Mammoth Mountain. I've been in minus uh, fifteen degrees. Uh, you know, is it like it's it's in the Sierra Nevadas. I, I I've gone snowboarding there, but you know, I, I would never live in something like that. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would have never pictured Brian here to be the snowboarding type. Yeah,
3: you know, I've done it before. You know, it's fun. I, I like it. You know, I've, I've gone with uh, with my wife and a couple friends to do it, and it's it's uh, it's it's pretty entertaining, and uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. But you know, those, look. It was thirty five degrees during New Year's here in LA for some reason, and I hated it, and everybody else that I knew hated it. So, it's not a pleasant uh, thing.
1: So, so I can't stand y'all in Cali, man. You're all spoiled. Like, like not for nothing. It's the winter. It's football weather,
3: man. This, this is football weather. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought was, I was thinking. A, you know, I was wearing a. I was just wearing like a sweater, and I was like, man, you just got to be tough, like Ray Lewis, and whatnot. Go, go, go wear, a, wear sleeveless a, 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 a jersey. And you're gonna play football,
1: and nah, hell no, man. I
3: couldn't do it, bro. You so
1: know cool. was funny like uh, whenever I watch football with my dad I and mean, you we know, you see those, especially those big white, uh, those big white boy live arriving from Wisconsin. It's snowing outside. They ain't got sleeves on, and my dad's like, "That's stupid. That ain't tough. That's
2: just stupid. No, they they're used to it though. Like they live in, yeah, like it, all the yeah, time. Like we, yeah, yeah I, we I like too. you know we're not used to it. Like especially like not being well. I I mean I lived through the cold weather, but still, I still wouldn't walk outside when it was like. 10 degrees with no sleeves, but
1: oh. still, like, you and, know, I'm not usually, used to it. And if you see the linemen, defensive linemen or offensive linemen. You know, everybody yeah. else got sleeves on, but those boys are crazy. I don't know what they are. But um, I, I, I know Tuan's got to skip out of, like, 20 minutes and come back to the show later. So, but, but before we get to anything else, I want to talk I had to talk to Brian for a second, though, Juan, I had to because it got, last time we were talking to Brian and we were trying to tell him that Ann Arbor, Michigan, it it was going to be a threat to the Raiders. And Brian was too cool with us. He was like, there's no way the Raiders will let that happen. There's no way he'll go to to the NCAA. Brian, how did you feel when the deal was finalized and you knew Harbaugh was not going to go to Oakland or anywhere in the NFL because he saw greener pastures going back to college football? Well, At the end of
3: the day, you can't fault a guy for wanting to go home. And that's basically what I I heard, and I, don't, I I know this for a fact, and Mike Garofolo of Fox Sports said it too. Uh, Mark Davis is ready to pay him upwards of $12 million per year to be the coach uh, slash uh, personnel to, APF personnel for the Raiders. That, that's $12 million to run basically an NFL franchise, but it was too much of a... He couldn't say no to his alma mater. I don't think Twan would be able to say... Uh, to East Carolina, uh, I, I, I won't go there. I'm going to stay where <laughs> I'm at. You know, East Carolina is going to, you know, give you uh, everything that you want, and you don't have to deal with any of these owners, GMs. because the, 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 the truth of the matter is in San Francisco, uh, the guy won 49 games for you in four years, and you ran his ass out of town like if he was a garbage head coach, like if he was yeah. Dennis Allen. You ran his ass out of there like if he was Dennis Allen and uh he just didn't want to deal with that anymore and and Mark was I know for a fact and I've known this for a long time Mark was willing to give him uh 12 million dollars a year he was willing to give him the VP of, of 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 football operations he was willing to give him anything that he wanted he was willing to give um you know the 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 deal breaker there G, and and and, and believe it or not um was uh one, one of the factors, obviously, was that he wanted to go home. The other one was that he did not want to uproot his family from staying in the Bay Area and move to Los Angeles. That was one of the big factors in his decision as well. He said, I'd rather just go home to Ann Arbor. I don't want to deal with any of that. And he didn't really talk to anybody else in the NFL. He only talked to the Raiders yeah. because, you know, he's been – he he talked to – uh, he, he it was a job I guess an intriguing job to him because you know they were right there but I think once he found out that you know they're they're probably going to be re- relocating and also that you know Ann Arbor is it's it's this place I mean he's the king there he's going to be truly the GM and the coach of the whole thing and. You know, you can't fault the guy for wanting to go home. There's just no way, and I'm happy for him. And I hope, I hope he really does bring back that rivalry because, you know, I, I, for a guy that doesn't watch college football like me, uh, you know, I I, I, I like watching uh, um, Ohio State and Michigan. I, I've I've always liked watching that rivalry, so that's pretty good.
1: Come on, and and, and I know you and me discussed it with EJ last week. But I just wanted to ask you, with Harbaugh, going to Michigan isn't this like that? Like not only a win for Michigan, this is a win for the Big Ten and a win for college football in general. Because Jim Harbaugh is one of the most notable faces and names associated with football as a whole. This is a big win for college football, the Big Ten, all of
2: them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's won everywhere that he's went. Um, even going back to the University of San Diego, I mean they were, um, I believe they were like they won eleven. 11- James the last time he, when he was there his first year I mean his last year at San Diego and obviously took the Stanford job and did a great job there you know and still like they still you know doing a great job on what you know he started there you know pretty much building that program back from the ground up and you know obviously did a good job with the 49ers so I think anytime you get a coach like that it's, it's very established it's, you know I think it's a win for them win for the college football wins for the Big Ten and I think Michigan it's going to take some time. I think he has to get his recruiting class in there, and, you know, it's going to take about two full recruiting classes before I think you start to see Michigan, you know, compete for a Big Ten championship. Obviously, Ohio State's the king right now, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, they're playing in the national championship next Monday. So, yeah, I think that – yeah, I think they're, if they're going to be just fine. It's going to have to give them some time, but – Sports him with the Raiders job. I, I figured he would take the Michigan job. I mean, he has ties to the Raider, Raiders you know, organization, obviously. That's why I think he talked to him. He was in the quarterback coach for them for a couple of years, so I think he definitely wanted to kind of just do a good diligence there. But at the end of the day, he wanted to be in Ann Arbor, so yeah, I think he's going to do a great job there.
1: Um, and moving on, there's, there's so many head coaching candidates and everything. But so the two I wanted to focus on really was um, where Rex Ryan and Doug Marrone. You had Doug Marone outside of his contract with Buffalo, and so now he's a quote-unquote free agent. And you have Rex Ryan out there now who, who for me, I, I, I was really hit to the heart when the, Bears, when the Bears let it out. They had no interest in talking to Rex Ryan as a possible hire because that was the guy I really wanted. But aside from that, Rex Ryan has his interviews set up or has interviews already with Sam Fran, Atlanta, a couple other people, and, the, and CBS as well. And, and Doug Marone, everybody's kind of linking him already with the Jets job because he already has people there. Brian, it's not, do, do you think Rex will be smart for him to take the year off going to CBS? Because he still gets paid by the Jets as long as he doesn't take a head coaching job.
3: Well, um, when you're that talented and you have an opportunity to coach a team that has a, an established top-ten quarterback in Matt Ryan, um, and you you could be the guy that could fix the defense and you have such a weak division that you could win next year, I think you'd take that job. I don't think there's a better job for Rex to just go in and just take over than um, the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, I would want him for the Raiders, but it doesn't look like they're, they're interested in each other. Maybe he's not interested in them, uh, but I, I think um, that... Rex is going to end up being the coach of the of the Atlanta Falcons, and he's going to fix that defense. We know that offense doesn't need any fixing, um, uh, unless uh, of course they go ahead and let go of Dirt Cutter. I would like to see who, the, who they're going to bring in to um, to replace him uh, as the offensive coordinator. But I definitely think that they would be okay with Rex Ryan coming in, and I think they'd be legit. Um, Contenders in the NFC, if they had a guy like Rex come in there and fix that defense, yeah. I know he would be great with you guys too. Um, to, but, but obviously they said they weren't uh, going to interview him or anything. But and I don't know if he'd go there just because he, he's had a uh, like a, a little a, a mess at quarterback, and I don't know if he wants to go into that situation right there, Chicago either. But I mean, I think if I think he's not. I think he's just playing that card to get more money out of the Falcons,
1: and I think he's going to end up being the coach
3: of the Atlanta Falcons.
1: And, Juan, is it just me? Like, I don't, I don't see the hype over Doug Marone whatsoever. I mean, I, I, I remember when I was writing about Doug Marone earlier on this year about the Bills just being a, pretty much a loser franchise, pretty much for, for the most part. And, and, and it confused me because they hired Doug Marone, who was 25 and 25 in Syracuse. You know, and it is when the Big East was supposed to be like a legit BCS conference and they weren't, you know, and he was, he finished seventh twice in the Big East, you know? So I, I wasn't ever impressed by Doug Marone. I, I know he had the NFL pedigrees and offensive line coach everywhere, you know, but what what is so attractive about Doug Marrone? Meanwhile, the general manager of the Bills is throwing him under the bus, and he's been pitching to every head coaching candidate that EJ Manuel is good, but the coaching was bad for EJ Manuel. But what what do you stand on Doug Marrone's one? Well, they
2: uh, that situation is very toxic because it seems like he didn't want to take Sammy Watkins and some of the other pits they had. They just I think the Bills are just trying to you know throw dirt on his name so he won't get another head coaching job because they felt excited that he ended up leaving. You know, and opting out. So I think the Bills players same way. Um, as far as the answer to answer your question, I mean, he. The, I don't know how much credit you give him with the Bills kind of like turning around and resurgence. That that's the thing. Um, I, they printed, they did finish nine and seven this year, which is this the best record they've had in a decade. So that's an accomplishment but again I, I'm kind of with you in the sense that I mean I'm not saying that he's a bad coach I don't think so I think he's kind of like middle of the road I don't know I wouldn't say he's a great coach I'm just kind of like you know right there in the middle and I know the Jets are really looking at him and I don't know exactly if that I mean he'll have a good defense there in New York as well but again he would have to fit that offense which is in desperate need of a quarterback and some other issues, some other weapons there. So I think that might be the only spot that I could see him going to. But other than that, I don't see him being a you know contractor commodity other than maybe at New York.
1: Yeah, and and I want to thank both of you guys because I don't know. It's a tricky. It's a tricky thing when you're trying to fight when you're trying to hire these head coaches that are coordinators and they're successful coordinators. Like you, you hear names like 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 Adam Gase, Todd Bowles, the guy from Seattle, the best coordinator from Seattle. His name flips my mind right now. But it's like,
2: uh, which one? <laughs> uh, um, Dale Bevel, Dan Quinn, Dan, Dan, Quinn, and Dan yeah,
1: Quinn, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, Quinn. Or Dan, Dan Quinn, Quinn a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. So Dan Quinn, gates and and, and Vols. That those are like three names you hear all the time. And it's like with Gase, with, with Gaze, it's like you kind of figure, yeah, he has Peyton Manning running the offense, and at like, and, and and they have so much talent on that offense. Like, but how much is really him coaching? And and the same thing mm. was, but. And, and and the same thing with dude from Seattle. I just forgot his name again. I Dan Quinn. <laughs> I don't know why. I did it, but the same thing with Dan Quinn. It's like he's dealing. You're dealing with the, one of the most talented uh, defensive rosters in football. Like like, how can you get it wrong? Like, well, wouldn't you want to see more from like a guy who'd have, mm-hmm. who who got the most out of a minimal roster?
3: Well. If you're gonna look at it that way, then you look at what uh, Todd Bowles did in, in in Arizona, and all the injuries and suspensions that they had, and they still finished in the top ten in defense. And that that's the that's the guy that you got to look at as a high commodity. He worked, uh, you know, pretty good under those those conditions. But, you know, the the the, the other two guys. Uh, my thing with Dan Quinn is, uh, Gus was pretty good with them in 2012 and they finished in the top five. But under Dan Quinn, they finished last year as the number one defense in points and yards, and they mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl at a historic pace. And now this year, they're still the number one uh, defense in points and yards. And frankly, gee, that's probably the best defense ever. And if they win the Super Bowl again this year, they put a stamp on that. I already think they are. They're going to put a stamp on them being the best defense ever if they finish number one in yards and
2: points, and they win
3: the come Super on, come Bowl. Come on, man. I don't Come come on, Brian.
1: Can you argue against
2: them? Can you argue against them? Can you argue against them? We're talking about statistics. I'm not talking about statistics. I'm talking about is that the best defense that's been on the NFL field?
3: Okay, do do you think that with all the new rules that favor offenses and these guys are still putting up these type of numbers, Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not. counting them out. I'm not doubting them. Like, no, I think but I one mean, of the but best. can you? And, and this is the offensive league now, and it's not. It's proven. But if they win the Super Bowl again, can can I mean you could still make an argument for everybody else, but none of those other teams repeated as Super Bowl champion with a dominating defense.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
3: and I don't think anybody else could probably do that. And 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 look at this team, uh, and they just. It's just an overwhelming unit, and Adam Gates, um, as good as Peyton is, and he had a pretty good year under Mike McCoy in 2012. You know, he threw 37 touchdowns okay. opposed to 11 interceptions. Uh, but when Adam Gates took over, he threw 55 touchdowns and, and 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 10 interceptions last year, and the offense was was great. I mean, and even though this year the personnel is better with Emmanuel Sanders. Last year he had Eric Decker, and Peyton was still able to do that. And now this year, um, you know, obviously they could throw the ball with, with anybody, but he had an element to the end of the year. He adjusted to Peyton's uh, so-called so so weak arm, which it is weak, but it was, it's been weak for a while, and, you know, everybody's making a bigger deal out of it. But he adjusted the offense to a run-based offense, and it's working out for the Broncos pretty well. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on them, and I don't think they should, but he, he's a really good coach. And if Peyton Manning had his best career, best his career year was under Adam Gase uh, last year. And, and, and that's not, you know, Peyton Manning has, has, has had a lot of success under a lot of people. But last year, Adam Gase goes in there in his first year, and he gets Peyton Manning to have the best, uh, year of his career, and 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 you know, and that's something that has to be telling. And and he he's a pretty good coach, and and I, I do think the coordinator, the hot coordinator, is, is is a good thing. And like I said, Todd Bowles, uh, he was missing Darnell Dockett, he missed Daryl Washington, uh, Patrick Peterson wasn't hasn't been the same, and he still managed to have that unit play very very well. So it, it all three guys have, you know. The 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 only guy that I don't kind of believe in is Daryl Bell, but even though I've seen him, he adjusts his offense to what uh, the strength of his quarterback. In, in, in Minnesota, you saw what he did with Favre, and with Russell Wilson, you see what he could do there in in terms of having that run threat and pass threat. So all guys have uh, you know a lot of things that they could that, that they have to offer for head coaching, and I see why these guys are these guys' names. Are on the on the on the list of these teams. The only guy that I don't get at that got in an interview was Greg Roman because he should not be interviewing for anybody for any job. That's not nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'll say is this: like I, I think you talk about the best. I don't know if I would say all, but I think they they're definitely like if they win the Super Bowl, that one of the the modern day defenses. I would say that I, you got to you got to get those Steelers. The Steelers defenses in the seventies. I mean. That's the best defense like around. Like what they did, especially I, I in '76. It simply hold know, on. Man. Let me let me throw a stat out at you though. At from week five on, they only allowed like for the rest of the season, they, they allowed an average of three point one per, points per game. Yeah, and they recorded well, five the, the, shutouts. The,
3: the only thing that I have to say about the, this this stuff back in the day, the athletes weren't the same. Uh, I know the, the game was the game the game the game was not as good as it is today in terms for the offense. So I, I, I agree like, with you that. You know, I I don't so I don't. I mean, I know they're great, obviously, but you don't you don't deal with the same type of athlete. You don't you know they don't cover have to cover Demarius Thomas and and, and Des Bryant of the world uh, back then, and they don't throw it as much. They run the ball more. So I I I totally get what you mean though, Tuan, but. I mean, I just think this, like, in terms of passing and, and, and what the, the league is with the rules and all that, because if the Seahawks played back then, I would like to see what they would be able to do as well because, I mean, it's just, um, in terms of that, uh, you, the, what what, they, what 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 a guy like Tom Brady did to a dominating defense with linebackers and defensive ends, you just spread them out and you kill them with, with the passing game. These guys... Uh, actually you you, you go with, uh, you know, single high safety with their corners and, and, you know, they they beat you down. And and it's just – I guess it's a different game, though, but I I totally get what you mean in in terms of the Steelers in the 70s. Um, You know, they have one Super Bowl that shouldn't be there, but we we won't get into that because I I wasn't alive at that time. But, you know, I I just think this defense is totally different.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got you. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do, and that's why I'm not bringing it up. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna bring that up. Yeah, that's yeah, okay, yeah. So
3: yeah, we're not, not, we're not even gonna
2: bring that up. Yeah, I definitely know what you talk about. That's <laughs>
3: that's that's what that's what that that's what I mean, though. I mean, th- this defense has to deal with 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 like the best. Le- like, there's never been this many good quarterbacks at once in the NFL, never, and there never will be. This is this is an offensive league, no doubt. You can name twenty guys that could lead you to a. To a Super Bowl at right now, you know, and and it's
2: it's, Hold it's on, 20. twenty. Hold on, you said twenty? No, I can't. Twenty though, that's a little too hot.
3: Yeah, well, well, okay. Like the Detroit Lions are, are are okay. They're they're a team that you know, if their quarterback gets hot, the defense plays well, they, they can lead you to a Super. Bowl. bat Stafford can lead you to a Super Bowl. Jay Cutler, a couple years ago, if if everything broke the right way and he didn't break his thumb, he probably would have led the Bears to a Super Bowl. Uh, there, there's about 20 guys that, that are good enough to get to get on a run with you and make the Super Bowl. Eli Manning's not in the playoffs this year. He's a guy that could get that can definitely get you to a Super Bowl. Uh, Philip wow. Rivers he has the potential if everything's if the Chargers are good around him to get you to a Super Bowl. There's about 15 to 20 guys that are good enough to get you to a, a potential Super Bowl.
1: Tuan, you, you you gotta get out of here, you'll be back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna be right back in probably like ten minutes. So yeah, like, I'll um, I'll catch y'all in uh, about ten minutes i um do a little radio thing right quick.
1: No doubt, no doubt. All right, Juan. Right. Right. Um Brian, before we get into the picks we'll we we'll we we'll try to give Tuan that ten minute brief period. Um I wanna right. go into the I want to go into the games that happened already. Uh Pittsburgh, Baltimore, there's no need to talk about that. Pretty boring blowout <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. I I I, I totally <laughs> saw that coming because obviously Bell wasn't going to be there. Yeah, that and, that was a big that was a big one. And not only I, I, that it actually would have been a better game with Bell because Bell is so much of their offense. You know, it's pretty right. hard to take I them out. Take them them to take them and, out. And, and, and it's, it's harder. It, it's still though when, when you have one guy that you're so dependent on in your offense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard. It, it's hard to game plan because remember it. it they they pretty much called him like that he wasn't gonna play too like like it, it wasn't like they knew the whole week they were waiting you know they were pretty much waiting to see if he was gonna play you know so that, that, that was the blow to that thing. yeah
3: so so and the game plan didn't really change I think they would attack him oh, the same way yeah. so yeah. I mean I don't I don't really see uh, how uh, Pittsburgh um, they just it was a classic Pittsburgh game you know oh they're gonna they're gonna Everybody's going to pick them because they're the mighty Steelers, and they're going to disappoint everybody. And Joe Flacco and, and John Harbaugh and that whole organization shows uh, why they've been so uh,
1: consistent uh, over the years. And, and i, I got to ask you, when it came to that Cincinnati bagel colts game, I actually thought the Bengals were going to win by, like, two scores. Cause I, 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 I did, too. I, cause, I did, too. I agree. Because you and me – yeah, when you look at these rosters, we say it every year with this Daddy, better roster, Indy has no roster besides Andrew Luck and a little bit of T.Y. Hilton. It was a total blowout, and I understand. I understand that they were using the third string running back as their slot receiver. I understand that best player A.J. Green was out with a concussion. I understand that their, their number one tight end, Jermaine Bresham, wasn't playing. But to come up with that game plan, to look that long, and I, and this time I don't actually blame it on Andy Dalton. There, there wasn't anything for Andy Dalton in and the game. If you if you look back at the tape, well, there's nothing well, else. But, but I'll,
3: I'll there's... say this about go ahead, go Andy. Ahead. I'll say this about Andy, and it, it's kind of like you know he has to have everything go perfect for him to win a, a game, and that's not. I mean, he he got you to the dance, but obviously when when, when AJ's not there. Um, you know they actually the, the, their number one tight end is Tyler Eifert, and he wasn't there for yeah basically. he, there for he was for the whole year. Yes. and you know Gresham was the good, you know he was out for the game. And I mean you can't really that's why they're not gonna fire Marvin because of those injuries. I think if those guys would have played, they probably would have won that, the
1: game. That, 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 That's what I'm gonna ask you though. I understand that injuries yeah. happen, but right like like how much longer can the Bengals stay with Marvin Lewis and this good roster being adequate?
3: Well, what's the goal every year? For what's the goal for the team?
1: What's uh, you, the you Bears' have,
3: goal?
1: Uh, you, what, you, what, you have to think. Have to think, what, with a roster like the Bengals. Well, well, not necessarily just the roster you, because no, no, you have to think Super Bowl. When, when, when you got you put money into your quarterback, you you have a top five wide receiver. You, you, right. you have you, you have a good defense. You have a good enough defense. A good enough defense that could be a championship caliber. Everybody in their secondary is are pretty much first round picks. I mean, you can say what you want about Pac-Man Jones and Newman, guys like that. They're all first-round picks in that secondary, you know. Like, you you would only expect a championship uh, out of this team. And they fall. They they don't just fall short. They fall considerably short because they can't even win a playoff. No, they fall
3: flat on their face.
1: And every game has
3: looked the same. Uh, From the first Houston game to this past game against Indy, all they do is just, you know, score ten points and try to come from behind and look like they can't make any adjustments at halftime. That's what always happens to the Bengals in the playoffs. And but the thing about it is, the number one thing that you do before the year is let's get into the tournament. The number one thing that these these guys um, you know try to accomplish is getting into the tournament. Now, if you get to the tournament, you know, and I thought this would be the year where okay, they're going to get into the tournament and they're going to actually win a game because. I thought Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernardo were going to run for like 200 yards uh, against the Colts, the way they did against the Broncos. Um, that's what I thought was going to happen. Obviously it didn't. And Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals and Marvin Lewis are, are at home. And it's just, um, it's puzzling to me how a team could go four straight years to the playoffs and not win one game. You know, that's, that's pretty hard to accomplish. That's, like, that's really hard to accomplish. You got you to gotta figure they could win one game at least, you know, but obviously they couldn't. But, you know, I think next year if they're fully healthy and they still don't win a game, or if they don't make the playoffs, then definitely Marvin Lewis is out of a job.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I, I was saying he should have been fired two years ago. I, <laughs> I don't understand what the infatuation is with Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. You know, I mean, whatever. But the case is, yeah, yeah, you're – you know, moving on to the NFC games that happened, Carolina, Arizona. Let me tell that Carolina should have won by 30 if they weren't so careless in the first half, you know, because Arizona's offense, what, what, what they must have run 65 yards the entire game. You know, if, if Carolina wasn't sloppy in the first half, they should have won by 28 points, really. Right. And,
3: you know, the Panthers, uh, I knew they were going to win the game. I, I, I didn't know by how much, but I knew Bruce Aarons was going to try to have his best game plan possible um, to to try to win the game, and you know I think it almost hurt. Um, it was it was, <laughs> it was yeah it almost did but you know this this uh, it, it was such a bad game <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and you got to feel bad for from the players that that were healthy all year on Arizona for Bruce Arians Todd Bowles the entire coaching staff the and even ownership you got to feel bad for them this, this was a strong team. You know, and they just kept on getting hurt. Like I, I really think their final blow was losing Ellington. Like, like right. you actually, when Ellington went down, I was like, "How are they going to do anything on offense?"
3: Well, it was it you was know? Drew Stanton to tell you the truth. Because if they would have had Drew Stanton, they probably would have won the game with all the turnovers that occurred. I don't know.
1: I I, I don't know if I have that much faith in Drew. I, I I know he did well when he played. I yeah, I mean he had Andrew a couple of uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I have faith in Drew Stanton in the playoffs against. I'll I'm get the defense. Oh no, yeah, you're there. right. You know, it's just like, you've got to put it But And do you think Lyle Fitzgerald stays with Arizona this year? He, no, I like, don't. I, I you know, think
3: he's going He's, gonna he's, he's old, old,
1: like, like $20 million or something. I do What do you know? $25, 25
3: million next year. He's the yeah. $25 million no way. Way. cap hit.
1: No way.
3: <laughs> I mean, we no are going to have to let go of, of, of two or three other key guys if they want to keep him. Yeah,
1: so I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I mean, he's 31. I mean, he's pretty much their number two guy. Where you look at it now, he's pretty much their yeah, number two and 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 the, 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 that's
3: sad because I still think he's a, a pretty good vertical threat. He's only yeah. thirty one. I mean, I I still think he's just not a. I guess he's not that good of a fit for his offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I I don't know if he wants to like take the pay cut and stay with his team. You know, is that if he could figure out if he could get paid, you know, the money some other way is twenty five million. Or he just packs up and, and sees other teams go offer him. I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that it, it – let me tell you, if, if, Larry, if Larry Johnson, I was going to say, if Larry Fitzgerald wanted to get out of Arizona, he would have done it years ago. This is a guy that chose to stay in Arizona even when they were mad, even when they were mad. And, and I, remember, I, I criticized him for that because it got, I was pretty much saying, how are you a top three wide receiver? And you could look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm happy with this. I never understood why he's been so dedicated to Arizona. You know, I never got it. You know, and and and, and now it looks like it's kind of going to bite him because he's not going to get that twenty-five million old one next year.
3: Exactly, and, and and you, I remember me and you were talking about this about a year and a half ago when we had uh, Chris Westling on the show, and, and we spoke to him about this, and he said, "Well, uh, some guys just like to rot in places." I remember that response. From yeah.
1: Him. And
3: and 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 yeah, and, and it's true, O.G. I mean, he's just a loyal guy, and that loyalty is gonna just come back to bite him because they're not gonna to want to pay him that twenty-five million, especially when they know that they have to pay Carson and and you know look the, they're a team that passed on Teddy Bridgewater as well. I mean, you you would think if they had Teddy Bridgewater behind Carson Palmer, things would be much better in Arizona right now.
1: Yeah, Except except what Arizona like Teddy Bridgewater would have probably got hurt too. The way Arizona was just dropping like five. Well, so nah, that's who knows, right <laughs> uh, Tuan, you're back with us.
2: Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, what's going on? Nothing,
1: man. You, you, it, it, you, you missed everything. You missed everything. We're about to end the show now. <laughs> we're about to end the show now. We're just doing 30 <laughs> minutes today, me and Brian. We're just gonna end it out. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about the weekend games, but um, before we get into before we get to this weekend. I don't want to spend too much time on it because ESPN and every blowhard has a voice has been talking about the penalty of the Dallas Cowboy Detroit game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all, all, I'll say, all I'll say is this about the pass to call. In the first half of that game, and yes, I'm a Bears fan who was rooting hard against Detroit. And I'm not going to hide that. But in the first half of that game, Detroit got a lot of calls their way that went against Dallas that, that, that made you scratch your head. And, well, the, the one that sticks out to me the most, was uh, the, the running into the kicker penalty. Like, it was kind of bogus, you know, when you looked at it, and, and, it, and it ended up being a touchdown drive that, that for Detroit. You know, and a couple other things happened in that first half. Holding penalty, they got let go. A lot of stuff happened in that first half, you know. And also, when you consider Detroit being Detroit, You know, when when, when you figure that that you have their center that wants to break people's ankles, you got a Dominick Azu who who gets fined about three times a year. Isn't this sort of karma for them anyway? Like, why why is everybody feeling so bad for them, Juan? Is it because it was the Dallas Cowboys? Because I guarantee you, if it was flipped around and the Dallas Cowboys got screwed, everybody would have thought it was hilarious.
2: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, because a lot of people hate Dallas, that's why. So, yeah, you know. The call was just, like, just awful. It was just a, it was just a bad a bad call. Like, I think everybody can pretty much agree with that. Like, I I was like, like, what are they doing? Like, I thought their whole game was just, like, really badly officiated, which, you know, it was. brings it was. to me, like, like a bigger issue. Like, a lot of these – they talk about they you got the best referees, the best officials in the playoffs. You bring them all together, but a lot of them have worked with each other and I think that makes for poor poor officiating. And I'm not saying it's not poor officiating during the regular season because obviously it is. But I think you're yeah. you're having like right. restrictive like, styles of like officiating when they hadn't necessarily maybe worked together with each other. Like, oh, they know, know each other's rapport when it's like during the regular season you work with the same officials. You just go to different sites each week. So I think that's kind of like I think that's what the what the league should do. Just choose the better the best team, the officiating team, and just like the, and just do the playoff games that way. That's how I yeah. would. But you know, I'm I'm not in charge of anything. But I think that'd be the smart thing to do. One yeah, day because you will be. They took Morelli's
3: <laughs> crew away from him, and they, they put everybody else uh, in, in that situation, and that that that's what happened. But Detroit got robbed. Um, that, that was a blatant PI, and uh, you know the 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 thing about it is. Why, why you feel more screwed is because, well, if you're a Detroit fan, obviously it, they announced it.
1: You, you can at
3: least go back to have the pieces and say, "Oh, we picked you know to not announce it and 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 and, and talk to the other officials um, there, uh, making those uh, that oh, there was one official that said yes, it's pi, then the other guy said no, it's front fronting, and well, you know, be a case." everybody at home saw that it was a P.I. I know know you know. gee, I know you saw that it was a pass interference the whole way because I've seen that very thing happen to Martellus Bennett a couple weeks ago, and it was called for P.I., the exact same play. And I'm sure, Twan, you've seen it. uh, It happened to to Michael Rivera a couple weeks ago as well.
2: Yeah. And
3: it was called a a pass interference. uh, And it does seem like if, you know – I mean, you don't want to say because obviously it doesn't happen in the NFL or whatever, but they kind of favored the Cowboys to go into Green Bay next week. I'm sure that's what they, they wanted, uh, and they, I'm sure they wanted the Seahawks to, to play uh, the Panthers so they could advance to either play the Cowboys or the Packers, but, uh, you know, I know that stuff doesn't happen in the NFL, uh, but, you know, that that, that was a blatant P.I., and, you know, Detroit probably would have kicked the field goal. They would have been in field goal range at that, you know, at the very least, if not going for a touchdown. Then they probably would have won the game. And the other one, uh, Sue was getting held by, by Ronald Leary uh, when he threw that four, when Tony threw that fourth and sixth to Jason Witten as well. So Detroit got jobs in the last play. But you know, there's but, a lot uh, of huh? that go, there's a lot of factors that go into a football game on why uh, they lost the game. Though, I mean, you know, they that. Uh, Des Bryant go for a 40-yard gain. They let Terrence Williams run in for a 60-yard touchdown. So, there's a lot. And and, and
1: the truth is that if Detroit was able to capitalize on on everything Dallas did wrong in the first half, Dallas would have no chance in the second half. Detroit in the first half was given the penalties in their favor, and Dallas Dallas couldn't do anything on the offensive end, you know. Uh, they couldn't do anything on the offensive end. So it, I mean, of course, you could blame it on the on the flags, on the on the referees, because cause that's what people want to do. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. Let's go. Let's move on to this weekend's games. Um, I don't know where you guys want to start. Where you want to start at, Brian? Which game you want to start off the first? Let, let
3: Let's go. Um, in 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 the at the times that they're being played. So we'll start from Saturday to to Sunday.
1: All right. So what's the first game? Ravens and Patriots, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Ravens-Patriots, then let's do that one. Matter of fact, we have someone um, in the guest line saying, what the hell do you guys think about the Ravens against the Patriots? Do they have a shot in hell against the Patriots? If you ask me, I say they have no shot in hell against the Patriots. Uh, (laughs) I I think there's a lot of hype going into this week about about how the Ravens historically do in Foxborough, how Flacco does on the road. I think there's too much being put into that. And because of that overhype, I think the Patriots win this one by 14 points. And, and really, the Patriots just come off as the most balanced team in the league. And, 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 and unlike other teams off bye weeks and the playoffs, the Patriots usually handle business when they have their bye week. They're, they're not one of these teams that, that take their bye week lightly because Belichick won't let them. You know, and, 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 and Belichick knows what to expect from the Baltimore Ravens. And i got to ask you guys something. Like, is there anything that the Ravens can present to the New England Patriots that makes the New England Patriots say, oh, man, we got to rethink everything. No, there's nothing like that. There's nothing that the Ravens do exceptionally well that the, that the New England Patriots, in my opinion, can't handle. That, that's why I think the Patriots win this one by 14. What about you, Twan? Twan's gone, I guess. I guess Twan's gone. Most Twan again? Um, <laughs> you there, Brian? Yeah, I'm right here, G.
3: Okay. You know, I, I've um, I've looked at this matchup, and I think this is the worst matchup possible for the Patriots And uh, coming off their bye week. This is a team that knows them really well. Uh, John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick know each other really well. We know that the, that the Ravens have gone in there twice to New England and won um, two out of three. Uh, we know Joe Flacco is not scared of going in there and winning. And uh, I think Doomerville and Terrell Suggs might wreak some havoc on Tom Brady. I want to say the Ravens are going to win. I know. I think it's like a seven-point spread. Um, yes. I take the Raven. I, I definitely take the plus seven on the Ravens. Um, as of right now, um, probably the Pats might pull it off, but I, I'm not confident in the Pats in the past as much as you are. And maybe you know something that I don't, but. I don't have just, that I, much confidence I, in the Pats. I'm,
1: I'm just smarter than you. It's not that I know anything. I'm, I'm just smarter <laughs> but than it's you. Just, it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, G. I just, I just don't think,
0: um,
3: something about the Pats, um, doesn't, you know, strike me as that dominant team in the regular season. Maybe because the last game that I saw them, they lost to Buffalo, but that was the, most of the starters out. But I, I, I want to see how, they, how, how this game is going to go, and I think Baltimore is going to give them all they want.
1: Uh, all I got to say is the Patriots that in those two, two meaningless, stupid Super Bowls that Eli Manning beat the Patriots in, the, the, the Patriots were, were, were able to go through the AFC with just a heavy offense. And, and, and you look at them this year, they, they have the strong offense, and they finally got their defense back. This is the best defense they had in like 10 years. You this, know? Is, this is the only thing that I worry about
3: the Pats. And the the two earlier games that they lost to the Dolphins and the Chiefs, they got bullied up front, and that's what the Ravens could do to them, bully the offensive line, make Brady get off his spots. They could get pressure up the middle and on the sides, and that's exactly what the Chiefs did to them, and that's what the Dolphins did to them, and that's what the Ravens could do because they have Nada and and Suggs and on on the outside. So that's what I'm. That's that's why I think it's going to be close, because the pads they didn't match up well with those teams, and you know that's 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 part of the big reason why they got blown out in Kansas City and why they lost Week One to Miami because the offensive line couldn't hold up against this, these these pass rushes.
1: Well, we're we're actually getting messages sent to us on the Talk Show client and and guest number five, and the pass goal line was makeshift Week in Two though, and it. And 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 I, I actually agree with them. Remember, like the the Pats still the line. They, remember that they, they got rid of Makenz, and they were still shuffling pieces out of the outfits. No, and,
3: and that's that that that's, that that's totally right. But I'm just saying this this is a defense that can present that present that same problem as um you know as the Kansas City Chiefs and as the Miami Dolphins. I, I don't think now if the Pats would have played uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I I know the Pats will blow them out because obviously they got better. But you know this this is a team that could present the same problems to the Patriots. And I, I'm not, I I I think at the end the Pats pull it off. But I I that plus seven with the Ravens, I definitely take
1: that. Uh, I, I I can't take that plus seven at all. I I got to go all over the Pats on this one. Um, I don't know what happened to It Says he's online over here, but I don't see nothing. Um, and, obviously, he's not talking to us. So, whatever. I don't know what to his phone line. But we'll continue on. Um, what's the second game? Is it? Ah, oh, gosh. Uh, Carolina at Seattle. All right. Carolina Seattle. Last time I saw this, it was a ten-and-a-half-point favorite for Seattle at home, obviously, going against the Carolina Panthers. I know where you're going over here, Ryan. There, there There's no way that Seattle loses this game, right?
3: There's no way. Uh, there's a better chance of me and you win a billion dollars
1: tomorrow,
2: G
3: that that that's that's how that's how confident i am in the, in the seahawks pulling this one out um you know i, I, I yeah, i could be wrong and all but you know the, the it's it's going to be a grind out game for, for a little bit for 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 each uh each team we, we know they they, they play each other pretty close last year week 1 uh, the seahawks pulled out a victory in carolina and i think it was week Seven this year that uh, they actually pulled out a 13-9 victory against the Panthers as well. And, um, you know, it was a pretty sloppy game uh, d- down in Carolina. And um, I, it, it, it's going to be a good one. Uh, we know Luke Keekley is one of the best uh, linebackers in the league. Obviously, he's, he's the best middle linebacker in the league going against that historically good uh, Seattle defense and Russell Wilson and and, and whatnot, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you're going to take uh, the Super Bowl chance to to at least get to the NFC Championship game, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think I, I think they'll cover the ten and a half, and uh, I think I, I think the Seahawks will be waiting for, um, you know, the, the winner of the Packers and, and the Cowboys um, a, a, a off a, a pretty uh, uh, hand, handling victory over uh, the Carolina Panthers.
1: You know, Brian. I, I, I not Maybe I should play the lotto tomorrow, or maybe maybe I've been drinking too much. Too many cellars tonight. But I have a good feeling about the Carolina team going to the playoffs. You know. Um, th- don't th- get th- me wrong. Th- I like th- the Panthers. Yeah, man. I just think like, this is. I think this is a, this is a bad matchup for them. I think they probably hey, had they didn't want to play. This is a the team they didn't want to play. I'll tell you that much. sad all the teams here, this is what they didn't want to play because, as you said, they beat them thirteen nine in their home. You know, the, the, the thing about Carolina is that Carolina matches up with him physically well, you know, that everything Carolina does is physical. They have, they have, they have a tough head coach, Ron Rivera, that he, everything about him screams throwback football, you know, and that, that's how he wants to play it. He wants to play it with a tough front line. He wants to run the ball. And, and, and now you look at Carolina, all of a sudden it, it looks like James Stewart three years ago or four years ago. You know that, 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 that their running game has come together, and not for nothing, man. You got Cam Newton surviving a car crash, Ron Rivera surviving his house being burned down. It's like these guys are on a mission this year, you know. And this Seattle team is not the Seattle team that we saw last year. It's it's not the same like bravado. It's not it's not the same chest pumping Seattle team I remember from last year that really struck fear in the people. That, that this is I don't want to say they're divas because they're not. You know, but this is more of a team that has a couple of internal conflicts. Your, your best offensive player is obviously a living on another planet. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he's not a threat every Sunday, but obviously he's miserable there. He doesn't want to be there, Marshall Lynch. You know, this isn't the same team. This isn't the same unity. Carolina's coming together, and they're coming together at the right time. And you, 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 you know as good as anybody, Brian, in the playoffs, it's these teams that somehow get healthy, and somehow find some kind of mojo. I don't know what they do in the playoffs, they pull off some certain magic. I think if there's any team in this in this playoff run, it's the Carolina Panthers that can do it.
3: Wow. I mean they they can match the physicality obviously. And and, and 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 we know we've seen in their previous two matches that they have, but that was in Carolina. And you're going into the uh to the to the Hawks nest, and you're gonna play these guys, and you're gonna have to uh, bring it up to another level, and um, you know, but it's gonna be a good matchup for sure. Um, but I, I just favor the, the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Okay. Oh, so you're taking so you're taking you're taking Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm taking Carolina this one definitely. I'm taking Carolina wow. this one what? to pull off up the upset. The pull off up the upset, straight up. Tuan, you're back. Wanda, you're taking
2: Carolina oh you taking Carolina. sorry about that. You taking Carolina really?
1: Yeah, I'm taking Carolina to win this one.
2: Oh, I, up. I don't know
1: about that. I'm taking Salem to win straight up. Uh I like, I don't think it'd be a pretty game, but I'm taking Carolina on it. Uh, there's something about this Seattle team that it doesn't it doesn't scare me like it did last year. You know, I, I just feel Carolina's got things rolling in the right direction right now. I'm kinda I'm kinda going with that. What about you, Tor?
2: As, as true as that may be, I can't take Carolina on, on the road at Seattle. Like, that's that's a tall order. That's, that that would require Cam Newton taking care of the ball and them running the ball rarely effectively against the Seattle Seattle defense. Which neither I I don't know if that's good. neither one is going to happen. To be honest with you, so having said, I got to take Seattle. Like I, I you know I have to take have to take Seattle at home. I'm not saying they're going to get the Super Bowl, but I, I at least like them to at least win this game against the Panthers.
1: So, I, I got to say, to her, I guest number five has been contacting us. He said, wow, taking Carolina, I am not that brave. I'm not brave. I'm just kind of crazy. I don't know. <laughs> like, am I betting on it? No. But I just got a feeling that Carolina will be that team. Ten and a half points, I think, is too much, too. Because I, I think if Seattle wins just by a touchdown at most, you know, I, I I just see Carolina matching up with them physically, though. Um. Anyway, moving on, Brian, what's the next game you want to go to?
3: Um, The Green Bay versus Dallas game is next. That's the ten o'clock, well, one
2: o'clock window for you guys.
3: Yeah, ten
1: o'clock in the morning. I don't um, know how you live with yourself watching. That's
2: nice, man. That's, that's, that's good stuff, man. Like waking, great, up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> waking up, man. Waking up in the morning. That's that's yeah, good. You, like you, yeah, have, yeah. you get to have breakfast, like. Uh, yeah, that's, that's you different. see,
1: that, that, that doesn't fit into my Sunday routine. Because my Sunday routine is I get up like at 8.30, and my, my, me and my girl go to the gym for like two hours. I come home, shower, eat, and then I watch my football. Like, uh, I can't just wake up on the TV and watch football. i, I got to get ready. Uh, I could. Uh, I can't do it. I love it, it man. It's, it's, hard it's, hard enough. And it's hard enough for me on Saturday mornings, but i got to do it at 12 o'clock, you know. And, and, it, and even then, that's nonsense, because I wake up at, at like nine o'clock to watch
3: college game day, you know, for You know, I always I always <laughs> thought it was weird that you guys get the four the, the one o'clock games at four and they finish at seven. And then you get the the Sunday night game starts at eight thirty. And we well, usually well obviously it starts at five thirty here. The Sunday night game finishes at eight thirty. And that's when you guys start watching it. So I'm like, man, how do these guys
2: do it? Yeah, anyway. and then like and see the thing, y'all got time like the spirit. Like you can go out, like you do whatever you want yeah. to after that. Like see, exactly, you
3: can't, like you know, after, you,
2: after we can't, can't do that. Like we, it's sleep time for us.
3: Yeah, after Wild Card Sunday, um, this past Sunday, I was able to go eat. I was able to go have dinner. I mean, I finished that at 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 four thirty. I was able to go have dinner, and then well, I mean, and then I I I to go shopping and everything. But you know, it's it, it's true though. I would I would want to have it at one. I would want the, the games to start at, you know, maybe a little later, maybe eleven, twelve, or whatever. But, I mean, 10 o'clock is okay with me. I mean, I wake up early anyway.
1: Yeah, and and pretty much the, the, the sun rises in the east, so everything has to go with the East Coast. Oh, God. <laughs> Every, everything has to go with the East Coast. All right, let's go, uh, let's you, go to the game. Yeah, U.S. You know, yeah, yeah, Coast guys just got to deal with it, Brian. That's just, I'm sorry. That's just yeah, yeah. But you got to deal with it. Yeah. All right, let's go with this now. We've got Dallas going into Green Bay. You guys both know where I'm going with this one. There should be no surprise where I'm going because I can't even mention he that shall not be named out of my voice, the Packers quarterback. So I'm definitely riding with the Cowboys for no other reason except it's going to be a cold weather. So, yeah, it, it's actually going to work for the Cowboys because, it, because all they're going to want to do is hand the ball off to DeMarco Murray 30 times anyway. And let me tell you something. What I liked about the Cowboys against Detroit last week, because I remember I was tweeting or texting Brian. I don't know what it was. And – and i was get frustrated watching the Cowboys because they quit on yeah, that running yeah. game. I they remember. quit on yeah. that running game really early and they started mm-hmm. throwing the ball. And I was like, what are they doing? And Brian's like, they can't run. And I was like, you still can't give up on it. You know? And I liked the fact, I don't know if it was Callahan or Garrett, who in the second half said, look, we're only down by 10. Detroit hasn't capitalized on us yet. And they went to the run and they started running successfully against Detroit. I, 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 I think that, it's gonna work, and it's gonna it's gonna work themselves into 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 Green Bay. They're gonna run the ball confidently against the Green Bay defense, which is good, but not half as good as Detroit. You know, so I I think this kind of goes in the Cowboys' favor, and when it comes to ball control and the cold weather, I I like the Cowboys over here. Especially, I think it's six point underdog. I love the Cowboys over here. What about you, Twan?
2: are We. Uh... It's gonna, like I say, if you one weakness the Packers do have, have is stopping the run. They were 23rd in the NFL in that, you know, regarding the regular season. So, yeah, you could imagine they're gonna they're gonna run the run the football and then do a little play action and get Tony uh, get Tony Romo get some confidence and. Des Bryant and those guys going. because Green Bay does have a good secondary, so they don't want to come out and just start slinging the ball. I think, you know, Jason Garrett tends to like to run the football and like to run the football very early and just kind of just, you know, see how that goes, and then he'll start throwing the ball when he has to. So, I think you're going to see that a little bit. You know, I, I think I, I, it's hard to go against Green Bay at home. Well, Aaron Rod, I think they're on the mission. I think I know, I know you don't like this, but it's, you know, I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to run the ball against and be able to do what they want to against the Dallas defense, and, and they have well, Dallas is gonna have some problems. Like, the, they had some problems in the secondary slowing down, um, people, slowing down teams, especially the Eagles in particular, in their first matchup. And I think with the Packers, it's gonna, you know, are they gonna be able to stop uh, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, um, be able to contain Eddie Lacy? I don't know. I really, I really can't say. That. I, I, I don't think they can. In that regard, I'm going to go with Green Bay. But yeah, the point spread—I could definitely see it being a close game. Would you say the point spread was um, seven?
1: I, the last time I saw it it was six.
2: Yes, sir, six. Six. six, so um, six uh, I could see the Cowboys um, winning, um, staying close with the points, and you know I probably would take them with the points that I was betting. But I like Green Bay to win the game.
1: And what I will say too, you also got a matchup of the team in Green Bay that played exceptional at home, and a team like Dallas, who's just been just a juggernaut on the road. So yes, some has if, to if, give. Yeah, exactly. Something <laughs> gotta give in this game as well,
3: Brian. Um, the, here's the thing. I, I mean, I, I I agree with you that that Dallas is going to be able to run on them, and 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 and, and whatnot. Uh, um, I I I this is how I see. It. I I favor the Green Bay defense over the Cowboys defense because I think both offenses are going to be able to do what they want. Here's the thing: uh, the Cowboys defense still gives them seven point one yards per per play. They're still they're still as bad per play as they were last year, but the difference is they're not on the field as much as they were last year because so they're they're able to run the ball and and whatnot. Now let's say Aaron Rodgers gets the ball first and he puts up 14 points. Cowboys are gonna they're probably still gonna run, but the Packers aren't gonna stop throwing and they're they're not gonna stop feeding the ball to Eddie Lace. So you're gonna have to play catch up, and they average 41 points at home. So if you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets up on you, uh, fourteen, seventeen, twenty-one, nothing, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to, you know,
2: throw the football, yeah, throw,
3: throw the football. And 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 right now, um, you know, as as great as Tony's been, because he's been great over the past month since that since that loss to the Eagles, um, you know, he his arm isn't as strong as it used to be. And 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 he's gonna to have to cut the wind and and, and whatnot.
2: And, it's gonna be cold know,
3: too. It's gonna to be really cold. And 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 the 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 thing about it is, um, you know, I I was reading a graph, and, and Tony has small hands, so it it kind of affects him when he's throwing the ball like in the cold air. Uh, so I I, I want to see how the how how that that matchup goes, but you know, it's gonna be a close game in my opinion. But I do think Green Bay is gonna win but i definitely take those six, point with, six points with Dallas. I think that's, that's kind of disrespectful to a team that's been so good on the road to, yeah. to have them uh, as a six-point underdog, especially a team as good as Dallas and, and a team that could really well go in there and dominate that football game. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I, I take the Packers in the end, but six points is too many for a team like the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I think the over under in this game is like fifty three. I like this game to go under as well. I don't see this game being, I don't see this game being like that. I don't know about you guys, but over under at fifty three, I think it's too much for the weather. It's really. tricky.
2: It's tricky, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. That. I'm kind of like on the fence with that.
1: Well, if you have to
3: throw, like let's say Green Bay gets ahead, or let's say Dallas gets ahead, Green Bay has to throw. That's why I think it's going to be like that. They think it's going to be. Uh, a come from behind type thing, and they will end up going over. I think that's why they put it so much.
1: Yeah. Um. What's the last game we got? Indianapolis Colts against uh Denver Broncos. Denver. Right? Yeah. All right. I I I, I guess safe to say I was wrong last week. I thought City would beat them by fourteen, but I didn't think City was not going to not show up. So I can't blame that on me. But um, I I still think the Colts are pretty bad. <laughs> So, so I, 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 I'll take the Denver Broncos, even with a weak Peyton Manning shoulder. And I, 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 and I was actually talking to Joe Weaver earlier. It looks like Ronnie Hillman's cleared to play. So I, I, I think this is going to help out Denver a lot because cause Denver has been leaning on the running game, but now it won't be C.J. Anderson. So also have Ronnie Hillman, and Denver has been shown that they can run the ball. Indianapolis can't stop the run. So I actually think this is going to work and in Peyton's favor. You know, I, I, there's going to be another week where Denver can rely on the running game, and with both those running backs there, there's no reason for me for me to doubt that these, these both running backs have a good game. Um, I, I still think Andrew Luck will get his here and there, but that team just isn't built strong enough on on the tackle side on the offensive lines to go against the Denver pass rush. I'm all about Denver on here, but I don't think they light it up. I think it's more ball control. This is another game I expect to go under. Over-under in this game, I think it's 54. I think this to go way under, some funky kind of score, like 22 to 14 or something like that. I take Denver in this one, though. What about you, Brian?
3: Um, I think the Broncos are a better football team, and I think we're all underestimating them, uh, to be honest. Uh, I know they had a bad showing in Cincinnati Week 16, but, you know, they did, they, 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 the, the score was impressive against the Raiders when they beat them 47 to 14, but uh, Manning wasn't too impressive in that game. And I still I I like the the Broncos to win, and I think a lot of people are understanding. Them, like I said before, um, the Broncos can if Payton's if Peyton's right, then obviously they can beat you through the air. But they the past last couple weeks they've been beating you with their run game and C J Anderson, and I think that's an element that could propel them uh, to have more success this postseason. I'm, I don't. I personally don't think they are going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but they are a team that could just sneak up on you and just do it because their defense is really good. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that that whole defensive front is good with, with Derek Wolf, and, and, you know, Vaughn Miller and, and DeMarcus Ware, uh, the secondary. Chris Harris is probably, our, uh, to me, I think he's played as the second-best corner in the whole league this year. He's been really special in that Denver secondary. Uh, so I, I, I think... Um, if you if you look at this matchup, I, I think Andy, Andrew Luck's going to be bringing them from behind a, a lot, and, and I think the Broncos are going to be ahead. And, and I could see why they have that that over under of fifty four, but I don't think it's going to reach that point, And I think the Broncos will probably win thirty one to to seventeen.
1: One.
2: I I really want to pick the Colts, but you
3: know, yeah, I really me too. Don't, I, don't,
1: I, I I really
2: don't. I really don't have the heart to because, like I said, when they're on the road, and two, I like it's, like Brian said, the defense to the Broncos. I think that's gonna be the difference. It's nothing having to do with Peyton Manning. I mean, obviously we know how great he is, and he, his struggles as, a, you know, the last month of the season, or whatever, you know, out of alone. But I think the defense is going to be the difference. Them getting pressure on Andrew Luck and then the lack of – you know, they have T.Y. Hilton. They obviously yeah, – Andrew Luck is great. But beyond that, you know, I think they're very limited. So that's why I think it's going to be the di- difference in this game. I do. I like. The, I'm gonna take the Broncos in this, but it would not surprise me. And it, like we've seen it before with the Broncos and Peyton Manning in general, it would not surprise me if, it, if the Colts were to win this game. But I really think the defense of the Broncos is gonna to be too much, and they're gonna get pressure on Andrew Luck. And I think um, it'll be a. It's gonna be a close game, but I like Denver to win the game. All
1: right. So so the, so pretty much that wraps up that wraps up the playoff fix. Um. Uh, on, on a scale of one to ten, really quick, let's not run through these teams. On a scale of one to ten, Juan, your, your, your chances that Denver that Denver makes it to the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, uh about four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Patriots? Juan?
2: I, 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 you know what? I said it last week. I think the winner of the Patriots Ravens, they're going to the Super Bowl. I said it last. Like I just, I, I hold. I really believe that. Like. I think the Ravens obviously are you know it doesn't matter where they go if they can, if they can beat the Patriots on the road, I think they they will have no problems with the Broncos to be honest with you because I think this is the most talented patriot team we've seen in probably like in probably the decade like or ever since the two thousand seventeen they went undefeated in the regular season but i I really think the Ravens have a legit shot, I'm not saying they're gonna win, but I think they have a good shot but I think Denver. I, I just, I'm just not a big fan of Denver like, as I was last year. I thought they, you know, it was their best shot. This year, I think they're kind of falling back a little bit. Uh,
1: I, I, I predicted the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl at so the it started. Yeah, so I'm sticking with them all the way to the Super Bowl. Brian, what about you? What, have, what do you have about the AFC? Um.
3: <sighs> It's so hard for me to say it, but I, I still think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I, I still think Denver's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I, look, the, the, you you have to look at what they, they were able to do in terms of when Peyton was with his arm weak and all. I think if, if he has a good showing against Andrew Luck and the Colts, you know, if he throws a couple of touchdowns, Julius, Julius Thomas was out for the last, uh, a month or so, I know his ankle wasn't right as well, and he's a big part of their offense. He was dropping and, uh, passes when he was in there, anyway. Right. Well, I mean, Julius, uh, up until week um, twelve uh, or week eleven, when 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 I went, when when I was in San Diego, that that was when he got hurt when he played the Rams. Um, you know, he, he was leading the league in touchdowns. He had he had caught twelve touchdowns, and you know the passing game was clicking on all cylinders when Julius went down. Kind of seemed like if they lost it a little bit, but and I, I think Julius is fully healthy again. I think they added another dynamic in CJ Anderson, and obviously the defense has been one of the top defenses in the league. I think they're third overall, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I, I definitely think that they're going to be able uh, to do things. Um, yeah, they are third. Yeah, they're they're third overall for you know, and and the points obviously as well. Uh, but you know, I definitely think that uh, they have a complete team, and uh, like I said I think they're they 're in the right situation uh for themselves right now they 're not a team that everybody 's looking at, like oh Denver, for sure is going to go ahead and make it to the Super Bowl. No, I mean, a lot of people think it 's going to be New England, and rightfully so because the Pats are a really great team but uh, and then but you know obviously the the best case scenario is for the Ravens to win that game on Sunday. For, uh, for 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 uh, and, and for the Broncos to stay at home to play the 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 Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game, and you know I'm saying this with no with no bias because obviously you both of you gentlemen know how I feel about that team, but I I do think that they're they're gonna get it together and
2: make it. Um, yeah, that's that, their best chance is that. They better hope the Ravens win. Like that's their best chance. If they if the they got to go to Foxborough, I'm not giving them much of a chance at all.
1: And, and, yeah, and, I, I agree. And, uh, who do you have
2: out of the NFC, Dwan? Um, I, I I picked Green Bay before the um, beginning of the season. I have to, I'm going to stick with that, even though Seattle's been playing well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Green Bay. I think, like I say, I I think Aaron Rodgers has been just you know out of this world this year. And yeah, Green Bay, New England was my Super Bowl pick, so I I kind of have to stick with that at this point. There's no reason for me to go against that right now, so yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that.
1: And Brian? Yeah, I think the the Packers can beat
3: the Broncos in the Super Bowl too, so that's that's the way I'm going as well. I, I think I think the Packers, um, you know, with Eddie Lacy, um, you know, running the ball in in, in these playoffs is going to, to to show show why they're a complete offense. Obviously we know what Rodgers could do, but you know, that dynamic of having Lacey back there uh propelled them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, with, jo- uh, with with James Starks in 2010, and I think Lacey could give that same dynamic. And obviously Julius Peppers and, and Clay Matthews in that defense, uh, I think they'll be all right. I think the Packers are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl and win.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure both you guys know I'm not picking the Packers to come my bad. Yeah, we know. Yeah,
2: go
1: ahead, uh, Pitsy. No, go ahead. Well, who are you going with, then? you going with Dallas?
2: Nope. Carolina? It, it, come on. Really? Yeah. Good.
1: the Carolina I'm I'll go over Cam Newton and the Carolina, Carolina in, passes. Are, are That's insane? For the NFC. It's going to be a rematch of the Super Bowl where Carolina lost by a field goal to New England. Oh, God. <laughs> and man, this is that what happen. Happen. if that were to happen, that were to happen, I'll put you. my house down on the pass. <laughs> <laughs> so will I. I, mean, I I'll, I'll mean, put my I'm house down you. on the pass. I'll tell you, if, you if, if Carolina beats Seattle this week, then, uh, who's to say that they can't beat Green Bay or Dallas? You know, Come I on, mean, now,
2: really,
3: man. I'm just
1: telling you. And some things happen for a reason, you know. And, and I will say that uh, out, out of all these teams on a bye week, one of these teams are definitely losing this week. Oh, it always the, the, happens. It always happens. It's not like, I mean, so whether it's Green Bay, Denver, New England, or, or was the other number one seed? It's going to be an upset. Or, or Seattle. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah, be an upset. That, I don't it, know the, which one it is. Yeah, but there's definitely going to be one. There's a possibility of two. There wasn't one there's last.
3: be one. Year. There wasn't one last year, was there? But, but uh, no,
2: um, no,
3: no, no, there no, um, no, no, not
2: really. No, but, no because uh, Carolina, but Carolina lost though. Remember they were the bye team. They had exactly, the yeah, no, yeah, bye. it. Wasn't no, no, it yeah, that wasn't an upset though. No, was not an upset.
1: Yeah, that wasn't an upset at all for anybody. You know, so no, like, everybody <laughs> predicted that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and this is Carolina's year. They didn't get the bye. I'm telling you. And, and you know why? Cause I think I the Saints to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm sticking with the same division, so I'll pick Carolina.
2: But you're right, Carolina. though. It seems like it's at least one team that, that has to buy a week that usually loses. So, like I said last and year, it was crazy. Carolina. And
1: it's crazy. because You look at the teams, the four teams that have to buy this week, I mean, like like all four of these teams, depending who you talk to, are, are somebody's favorite to go to the Super Bowl. You know, and, and one of these teams will, will more than likely lose. You know, so... Just something to look out for this weekend. It should be an entertaining weekend. Um, but, but, but before we sign off, uh, Brian, I know you're not a college football guy, but who are you picking for the college football championship on Monday? Uh, you know, I
3: saw I saw the, the the two games on on last Thursday. and They were highly entertaining because there's a lot of, of NFL. I'm proud talent. of
1: you. I'm proud of you.
3: Look, you, at you know, you know, and there, there, there's, <laughs> there's there's a, there's 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 a lot of NFL talent on on there. you know what? Um, I made this conscious effort, and I told, uh, you know, I, I kind of said it on Twitter too. I said it to to some people. Um, I, 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 you know what? I, I'm going to start following USC a lot closer. Um, you know, because you know they're my hometown team, and and and, and you know I, I got to get into the swing of things with college football. So you know
2: I'm
0: I'm going to
3: put my allegiance with, with with USC, and I'm going to go ahead and follow them a
2: lot closer.
3: And, what about um, USC?
2: I mean UCLA? You can follow them too.
3: Um. Well, you know, I I mean, I like the Bruins and all that, but but I I've always I, I go to a lot of USC games. You know, even though I wasn't really truly a fan or and whatnot, but I I do I do attend a lot of U, USC football games. So you know, it's, it's it's only right. But you know, anyway, in terms of the college football playoff, um, you know, it was great what they did. I'm glad they did that. Uh, last year's national championship game was great. Um, you know, but the the best quarterback one out of that, of well, those two guys in the first matchup, uh, I think Marcus Mariota and, and, and the Ducks, um, you know, I, I don't, if you were to slow them down, if you were to, if they were to play at a normal pace, I don't think they'd be as successful as they are, but you know, they play at that pace because they know that's the way they can be successful. If you, if you know what I mean, but you know, um, that that kid, uh the the quarterback of Ohio State, Carl Jones is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Carl yeah. Jones. You know who I saw when he was playing on on, on 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 Thursday against Alabama? I saw the same guy that killed Alabama four years before and he plays for the Carolina Panthers now. That's exactly who he reminded me
2: of. Cam News I was yeah. like
3: wow I'm like that that kid he's does big. exactly like yeah, he's a big kid. he has a he has a can for an arm and he runs like a gazelle. <laughs> and he'll run you over so and that's a wild card right there nobody but they have tape on them now and i think oregon's gonna be able to game plan for them but at the end of the day i think oregon um you know finally gets that national championship and they they they, they, they win it on on monday night I and mean, i'm gonna be tuning into that game for sure i like i like the oregon ducks to win that one
1: what about two twan
2: everybody's going with oregon that's the popular pick um i tell you this, like, Everett Meyer, you know, this is the best coaching job he's done. And, like, that's including, like, what he did at Florida as well, like, and Utah as well. I think you have to have a respect. You lose, you go down to your third-string quarterback, and I granted Cardell Jones is very talented and, should, and could be starting for a number of different programs. But the fact is, like, he had, he had this guy as your third-string quarterback who hadn't played. Until recently, and now they're they're in the national championship. That's saying a lot. But I think their defense doesn't get a lot of credit. I think because mm-hmm. really Urban Meyer has really been the face of that team, and obviously they talk about the quarterback situation. The running game and defense has really been the difference for them. They're one of the they have one of the, a very solid defense, and obviously they they put a, they showed that against Alabama. They were able to force um, Sims to turn the ball over, and they did a great job against Amari Cooper last week. They really black bracketed him and forced uh, Stills to make uh, go elsewhere.
1: The only problem is that they could have stopped Ezekiel from running last week.
2: Yeah, that that was the big thing. Yeah, that was the big. Well, you know, traditionally their running game is pretty pretty sad yeah. as well. But yeah. if they if they're going to beat Oregon, yeah, they have to stop the run. And I, I don't have I don't have any um, doubt about the pass defense. But it's just stopping the run in Oregon. But I think I really like Ohio State. I really like if they've gotten this far. I know Oregon, you know, they're they're a the trendy pick and you know talent wise, they probably should win the game, but. I'm gonna trust Urban Meyer and Ohio State to, you know, they hold up the crystal ball on Monday night. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the, I'm going with the underdog here in Dallas. I'm gonna go with Ohio State.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you, Tuan. I mean, you got Urban Meyer being an underdog two weeks in a row, and 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 as I said, as I said to Joe Weaver earlier today, I told him I I think when Urban Meyer saw he was an underdog to Nick Saban, he's like, all right, it's Nick Saban. Now he's an underdog to Mark Helfrich. It's time to take things personal. You know, I, I'm like, it's like a fight I'm Mark Elfrich, but it, but there's no way he's on the level of the coaching ability of Urban Meyer. I'm all about Urban Meyer's preparation for Oregon. It, 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 he's taken parts of Oregon, Kansas State, and the Rich Rodriguez spread offense to create his own offense. So he's going to know how, how to set up practices for his defense. Exactly. You know, there's nothing that's going to surprise his defense, I think. You know, so I'm riding with Urban Meyer. The guy's a legend national championship stage, underdog. You're going to be an underdog in an Urban Meyer coach team like Ohio State. I've got to jump on it. You know, um, on, on top of all that, I, I said this to you last week, yeah, uh, Oregon has the best track star athletes out there on the football field. Ohio State is going to have the better four- and five-star football player recruits out there. And that's what it's going to come down to, football players against the athletes, and I'm running with Ohio State on that one. So there we go with that. All right, fellas, that's it. We got a little bit of college in there because got to squeeze that in there. Got to show respect to the national championship game. But SWAT so tell everybody where they can find you, boy.
2: Well, you find me at Black Red Star Fan on Twitter, and also find my work at Black Fan dot com. And I write about a different lot of various topics and other websites as well. But the best place to hook up with me is just really Twitter, and I tweet out all my late. So yeah, that's the best place. So. Yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, guys. And, you know, if you want me on here next week for the talk about the championship games, I would definitely be able to do that.
1: All right. That's yeah, nice. that, we'll,
2: that, definitely. Definitely. Will, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there. I'll be in Tampa, actually, next week um, watching this – well, watching the East west Shrine game practice. So I'll be there the entire week looking at the NFL talent and the prospects. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely – I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit and obviously the games on Sunday. Tell Tell uh, Lovey
1: Lo- Smith I said hi. And dare down.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, come on later.
2: All right, y'all take it easy. And I
1: just want to give a quick shout out to OK State Cowboy fan who's been hitting us up on the uh, the talk show client. Uh, just basically said Urban Meyer is the best coach in the world and Seattle is going down. I got to agree with both of his comments right there because I agree with them both. <laughs> Brian, uh, tell me why would they can find you, bro
3: right here with you every week on Grid Iron Nation. And, uh, you know, uh, got a lot of NFL to LA stuff coming up as well. So um, be sure to check up with me on Twitter at Brian NFL in LA. Uh, we'll be talking about Los Angeles getting back to NFL teams in the near future. So go ahead and find me on Twitter and let's talk. And, and, and we'll have a couple things coming up with that as well. And uh, obviously right here on uh, on the Grid Iron Nation.
1: All right, Brian. I'll be in touch with you over the weekend, bro.
3: For sure. Have a good one, G.
1: And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm just typing and talking at the same time, sorry. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and my website, com at g w e s c w e l i o Thank you to the NGSC Sports Radio Network. Hot drop, baby. And with us.
0: 18 plus.